Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilizing a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth's show on 3CR. My name's Megan, your host for today, and co-hosting with me is Lucinda Walker. How are you going, Lucinda? I'm going well, Megan. How are you going? I'm very good. I am very excited to um, be bringing you this show today. So we caught up with Steve Meacher, the president of the Friends of the Leadbeater's Possum, group and Kath Rouse from the Friends of the Earth Forest Collective uh, to talk about the recent court decision to halt logging in 66 areas of the Central Highlands uh, that has potentially really big implications for forests right across so-called Australia. And before we begin, we'd like to pay our respects to elders both past and present from the Kulin Nations from where today's show has been recorded and acknowledge the multiple forms of oppression that First Nations people have been subject to since colonisation. We stand in solidarity with everyone protesting Black deaths in custody and everyone resisting police violence. Hope you're travelling okay during these heavy times and being mindful to take care of yourself and everyone around you. And we'll be back after this community service announcement. Viruses like flu and coronavirus spread when tiny droplets from coughs and sneezes land on surfaces that others touch. You can help reduce this risk by coughing or sneezing into your elbow or upper arm. Or use a tissue and put the tissue in the bin straight after. Then wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit health.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. You're on Dirt Radio with Lucinda and Megan. Today on the show, we're talking about the recent federal courts finding that have halted logging in 66 coops. Yesterday, we caught up with Steve Meacher and Kath Rouse, and we're going to play that interview for you today. We're going to let them introduce themselves. My name's Kath Rouse, and I'm part of the... Friends of the Earth Forest Collective, we've got a, a markets group for the forest looking at the way that we can help educate people to, to supporting true sustainable business and help protect our fabulous forest. Wonderful. And so you're part of the Forest Collective. Are you part of any other um, like forest groups? Yeah, I'm, I'm part of um, one of the co-founders of Newlands Friends of the Forest. So we've been going for about five years now. We found there weren't that many localised groups focusing on forest protection and our connection um, to the forest. So we've been operating there for about five years now. Great. And Steve, I might get you just to introduce yourself as well, what your role has been in the recent forest work and... Um, yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm President uh, Steve Meacher, President of Friends of Leadbeater's Possum. Uh, we're a group that has been advocating for the protection of Leadbeater's Possum, which is a critically endangered species and Victoria's faunal emblem. Um, the group started in 2004 and I, I became involved soon after. Um, 
I'm, uh, my background is in education, uh, a science and maths teacher, and always been particularly involved in ecology. And I came to Tulangi, which is on the mountains above Healesville, as a forest educator in 2004. And um, I live here now. It's, it's where I am, right on the edge of the forest where Leadbitter's possums live. So thank you very much for joining us. So this recent forest win has recently been, you know, a court decision that's been hailed as a Franklin Dam scale win. Steve, can you talk us through exactly how big this win is, like what's been protected and what went into the, the struggle to get this forest protected? Uh, well, a difficult question because we're actually still working out exactly what the win means. Uh, it is a huge win. Um, and one of the reasons it's so huge is that it challenges the exemption from federal conservation laws of logging in Vic Forest's coops. And that sets a precedent that could actually be used to mount similar cases in other regional forest agreement areas across the state and across the country. So it actually could be a really, really foundational case um, that will affect native forest logging nationwide. So that's one of the reasons it is so, so, so very big. We don't really know how big it is and we can't really comment much on uh, how much forest it has saved as such at this stage because we haven't yet got final orders and uh, we're working on uh, proposing final orders over the next few days. And uh, if, if Vic Forests and Friends of Leadbeater's Possum don't agree, then we will have until the 17th of this month to make submissions and then the court will decide what those final orders are. So uh, we've still got a little way to go before we can talk about how much forest is saved, but it's clear that there are trees standing now that would have been logged before now if the case hadn't been mounted in 2017. And there are entire areas, coops, that have not been logged that now won't be logged because they are in the state government's immediate protection areas, which were set up in November last year for greater gliders. So we have protected some areas of forest, but the full extent won't be known probably for a little while. And so could we go back a few steps? Um, like you say that the court, the court case began back in 2017. What did you set out to do then? Uh, well, um, it, we need to say that uh, the court case was an act of last resort, really. Um, we had tried many other ways of advocating for protection of forests. Um, we always make submissions to Vic Forest's applications to amend their timber release plan. We've done that for many years. Um, we've approached Vic Forest. We've had meetings with them. We've met with government ministers um, to discuss what needed to be done. Um, we campaigned during election campaigns for improved forest management. Um, in the 2014 election, uh, it looked as though we were heading towards the establishment of a Great Forest National Park, 
in the Central Highlands, and then the Andrews government backed out of that and instead set up a forest industry task force to look at the matter. We participated in the task force, and that eventually fizzled out in 2016 with no results. So finally, uh, in 2017, we felt that uh, we needed to take stronger action or risk losing the leadbeater's possum to extinction. Um, so together with Environmental Justice Australia, um, a, a strategy was, was put together where we could challenge the logging of publicly owned forests under the federal law, which is the EPBC Act, Environmental Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act. Um, and the basis of our challenge was that logging wasn't being conducted under re regional forest agreements as it should have been. And that meant that the exemption from the federal law would fall away and the logging that uh, had been conducted without EPBC approval would therefore be unlawful. Wow, that's so amazing to hear. I was actually out in the forest um, with some crew. Um, not going to say exactly where, but um, when I heard the news, um, it's just so amazing. Um, I was just wondering on exactly what grounds did the court award protection to these areas in the case, Steve? Um, well, on every ground that we, <laughs> we actually put, which is why this, this victory is so huge, um, the court actually found for us on every count that we put put up, um, uh, n not on every, every detail of every count, but um, uh, the main thing was that in the case of greater gliders, uh, which wasn't protected at the time by an action statement, um, we were asserting that in logging greater glider habitat, Vic Forests needed to show that they were complying with what's known as the precautionary principle, um, which basically means that uh, if you are taking actions that are going to affect the habitat of a listed species, you have to take uh, precautions to minimise those effects. And those precautions in include things like uh, pre-logging surveys to make sure that uh, um, animals that are there are protected during the logging itself and so on. Um, we alleged that Vic Forests weren't taking sufficient precautions and the court supported on the, us on that. So that is a huge finding and a very powerful one um, because it, it, it can obviously um, be translated into other, other cases with other species. Um, it's a, a finding in principle really um, rather than specific to the details of our case. So it's, it's very, very important to have that. But the court also found uh, for us on things like um, logging in Leadbeater's Possum Zone 1A, which is important habitat for Leadbeater's Possum, um, failure to protect tree G-bungs, which are a listed species of plant in the Central Highlands, um, failure to leave uh, buffers to prevent logging coops being visible from roads uh, in many cases. That was one of the ones where we didn't get everything um, because in some cases we hadn't actually given evidence 
of failure to provide buffers in some coops. And so in those cases, the court uh, didn't support um, that finding. But the principle uh, that buffers should have been uh, provided and weren't in all cases was supported. So, yes, there were a range of different uh, uh, things that we, we succeeded on and everything that we alleged was supported by the court. And so I'm interested in the evidence that was used in the case. So, like, you say that the Vic Forest was found not to be doing its surveying correctly. Was yeah. it community surveys, were they the evidence for that? Or what was the, um, what did you use to back that argument up? Um, a huge volume of very detailed evidence, uh, m- uh, mostly compiled on the ground initially through citizen surveying by the group Wildlife of the Central Highlands or WATCH, um, who are an incredible group of people who go out sometimes three or four nights a week surveying using the latest technology, um, infrared cameras and motion sensors and so on, to gain information on what is actually happening on the ground. And in the case, the judge um, what was very clear that actually identifying on the ground which parts of the forest threatened species were occupying and using was very much more powerful than the desktop modelling that Vic Forests has tended to use. So these surveys were absolutely critical to the success of this case, and in fact critical to the fact that we mounted the case in the first place. Um, But what we did was to take those um, citizen survey reports and provide them then to an expert witness who looked through them and verified that the species filmed and photographed were the species that we were alleging and that the positions of those uh, records were as stated in and around logging coops so that we actually put the citizen survey report through an expert witness and raised that evidence to a level that could then be presented in court. So is it right in saying that 66 areas of the Central Highland were protected um, in this most recent announcement? Is that, is that right in saying? Well, there are 66 coops in the case altogether. Um, it's not right to say they're all protected because some of those had already been logged. Um, the breakdown is 26 uh, coops had been logged already and the court has now found that they were logged unlawfully um, because the, the correct procedures weren't followed. And then 41 coops are what are called the scheduled coops. They're, they're coops that haven't yet been logged. And um, yes, if listeners are following the numbers there, they'll realise that um, that doesn't add up to 66. That's because one coop uh, was partially logged. So it counts as both the logged and the scheduled coop, um, just to be clear on that. So um, the 41 scheduled coops uh, may ultimately um, go back onto the logging program. And that's where we have to wait really until the final orders before we'll know if they are going to be ultimately protected uh, into the future. 
if logging is permitted to go ahead with those, it will, though, have to comply with federal legislation. Um, and we'll have to wait and see exactly how that unfolds. And these... Um these coops that were found to have been logged illegally, does Vic Forest get any punishment for that? Are they going to be fined or is what happens with these coops that were found to be logged illegally? Again, that's a question for final orders. So I can't really say much about that at this stage. Uh, we are making proposals. And um, if Vic Forest agrees with our proposals, um, then the court will go ahead with orders. If Vic Forest doesn't agree, we have another week for each side to put their own proposals to the judge and the judge will make her mind up what those orders should be, including what, um, what will happen in relation to those coops that were unlawfully logged. Um, we're not pushing for fines as such because we don't want punishment of any corporation or individual as such and we don't particularly want um to receive money or or see money go into court funds or anything what we want is protected forest so um that will be the basis on which we are proposing what we would like to see in the orders but ultimately it's a matter for the court so steve i was just wondering um so it sounds like there's a bit more work to be done but um yes yeah um with watch like what's next and how can people get involved with the amazing work that you've all been doing well watch is actually mounting its own court case now oh. in the supreme court the victorian supreme court um and this is a case um that is based around the damage done to threatened species in this summer's, or I should say now last summer's fires um, in East Gippsland mostly and, and partly in uh, northeastern Victoria, and the fact that those fires uh, did enormous damage to threatened species and threatened species habitat in those areas, and where those same species occur also in the Central Highlands that means that habitat in the Central Highlands is even more valuable than it was before the fires and therefore needs protecting. So Watch has actually mounted as a case in the Supreme Court, uh, which is proceeding and is actually set for hearing in October um, around the impact of the fires on threatened species. So that's, that's one of the things that Watch is doing now. And of course, the surveying continues they are still finding uh, instances of leadbeater's possums uh, living in the forest and, and putting in those reports, greater gliders and other species. And I might say that in the federal court case, um, the work of Watch was so highly regarded and of, of such high quality that Vic Forest didn't actually challenge any of watches survey work and they weren't required to be cross-examined in court which is an indication that their findings were accepted as written. Mm, that's amazing. Um, it, it's incredible when you consider this is a um, basically a self-funded mm. um, community group of volunteers. So amazing 
And actually, last time we had um, Forrest on the show, it was just after Watch had stopped logging in 13 coops back in March because yeah. of bushfires. And then that was later um, increased to 26 coops. So yeah. is it right in saying that, that that process is separate to this most recent win that we're talking about here? And are those areas, are, they, are, they, are we talking about different logging coops that are being protected in these court cases? Yes, yes. Um, it, it's, a, it's the Watch Court case, which is completely separate from the Friends of Leddy's case. The Friends of Leadbeater's Possum case was in the federal court. The Watch case is in the Victorian Supreme Court. Um, and yes, they, they initially um, had 13 coops that were protected until the case is settled. So it's not permanent protection, it's until the case is resolved. Um, and they've now added another 13 coops. So there are 26 coops in the Watch court case in the Supreme Court that can't be logged at least until the case has been resolved. Right, and that actually brings me to another question. So with the Friends of the Leadbeater's court case, the areas that are, um, you know, being decided on now, is that for permanent protection or is that for just another uh, temporary protection? Uh, well, again, that will depend on, on the final orders. They are protected during the period where the court case is still alive. Um, in other words, until we have final orders from, from the judge in the court case, but those final orders will determine whether or not that protection becomes permanent. As I said earlier, it may be that some of those coops will go back onto the logging plans again, but if they are to be logged, um, that logging would then have to comply with the federal legislation from which logging has previously been exempt. So higher standards would have to be shown, otherwise the logging would once again be shown to be unlawful. And just for, from our perspective, it's, it's so exciting the implications on all those other um, parts of logging, because we're talking here about the 60 coops and the other ones in the watch case. But there are a couple of thousand coops planned to be logged next two to five years. So having a much higher standard is so, so important to protect our forests on all of those other coops that aren't directly part of these court cases, but, you know, will have, will have implications on the way they're, they're protected. That's exactly right, Kath. Well, it's very, very exciting to see all of this work unfolding and to hopefully see so much of our forest protected. So for people that have been inspired that uh, by the court cases that are ongoing and want to support the work of protecting the forests, how can they support you? Well, uh, they, they can support our groups by getting in, in contact, by joining us. Obviously, people will be expecting us to say donating and so on. But really, it's not about supporting us and our groups. It's about supporting our forests and the threatened species. And they can do that by contacting their members of parliament, by contacting the relevant ministers and encouraging them to take actions to support the findings in this court case and to insist 
that higher standards are achieved in the management of publicly owned forests. And look, I'd just really like to applaud Friends of Leddy's and Watch and Environment Justice Australia for their hard work in this and all of the other people who are protecting the forests, especially in this time of ambiguity where Vic forests are, are continuing to log as it is. So there's so many people out there doing their work to protect the forests. Um, collectively, you know, we can have a much bigger impact. So, yeah, join up with other people who are interested and take those actions, Steve said as well. Fantastic. Well, Steve Meacher and Kath Rouse, thank you so much for joining us on Dirt Radio. Great. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community organisation campaigning for East Gippsland's precious forests. For over 15 years, we've been using direct action, citizen science and community engagement to stop the continued logging of precious native forests and threatened species habitat. After this summer's terrible bushfires, there's an even greater urgency to protect what remains and the Victorian government haven't ruled out plans to log the small fragments of unburnt forests and so-called salvage log in burnt areas. It's now so important that forests and wildlife are protected so they can recover. Head to gecko.org.au to keep updated with the latest news and to get involved. Gecko acknowledges the logging is happening on the stolen lands of the Gunnakurnai and Bidwell and Monaro people and that sovereignty was never ceded. You're back on Dirt Radio on 3CR. If you're just tuning in now, we've been hearing about the ongoing court case that has halted logging in 66 coops around the Central Highlands. Of course, if you missed the interview or you want to catch up on the conversation, you can do that at 3cr.org.au slash dirtradio. And while you're there, you can listen back to the 45-year history of Friends of the Earth's campaigning at 3cr.org.au slash acting up. While some of us ease our way out of isolation, there's still plenty happening for you to connect with from home. Yesterday, Friends of the Earth launched an online action, Day In, Paddle Out, to protect the Otway Basin from companies drilling for oil and gas. Check out the hashtag Stay In, Paddle Out and post your photo on social media. You can also email the Premier to protect these areas from oil and gas exploration at melbournefo.org.au slash otway underscore oil underscore and underscore gas underscore petition. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and if you've been inspired by the conversations we've been having today about protecting forests, then come along to tomorrow night's session with the Faux Forest Collective. Your power as an individual, as a consumer or a shareholder can exert really big influence on key markets and ensure native forests are protected from the ravages of non-FSC certified logging practices. You can log on to the Facebook to get all the details. It's online via Zoom starting at 7.30pm. And also, if you love the work of Friends of the Earth and 3CR, there are two very important uh, campaigns going on at the moment for you to support. 3CR is running its station appeal. We are not doing our regular radiothon as we usually do in June because of the station shutdown. So we are instead asking people to pledge to our station appeal. I myself am giving $100 to 3CR because it's so important to have our 
um, have our voices on the air, especially at this time. And uh, Friends of the Earth is also running a membership drive at the moment. So if you've been thinking about signing up as a member, now is the time to do it. You'll get uh, a bit of a discount at the Friends of the Earth Food Corp, which is, of course, still open for business. Uh, so pop in there. They can help you out with your membership or you can go online to the website. And that's just about all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dirt Radio on 3CR. And taking us out today is Black Lives Matter by Birds. And just a heads up, there's a language warning on this one. See you next week. Next it could be our side. Now we say black lives matter, but shit, the fact that